Welcome to Come Talk Health Radio. My goal here is to have conversations with anyone curious about health from a holistic viewpoint. Holistic by definition includes everything. So from a holistic point of view, there is nothing that does not impact your health. Although many, many things will have very, very small impact. I am happy to go down whatever rabbit hole fascinates you, but at some point I will bring our conversations back to the issues that make the biggest impact. I believe we all have wisdom to share. I know you have lessons for me, and I have been told many times that if you really want to learn something, teach it. I am not a licensed health professional. I am simply your peer. I desire to be of service to any of you listening who may now be where I once was. So now is the time to call in and join the health revolution. The number is 516-531-9475. This show is live seven days a week from noon until 3 p.m. Eastern. Now here's a song by my friend Allison David from the UK off her album Believe.
Welcome to another episode of Come Talk Health Radio. Today is Thursday, March 19th, 2020, and it's a rainy day here in Framingham, Massachusetts. Topic of the day is water. Are you drinking enough? And is what you drink actually being absorbed by your workforce? which are the cells of your body, both human cells and bacterial cells. As you've likely heard, water is life. So if you want to enjoy your life, you have to be hydrated. Of course, there is another option, and this is something that pretty much all of us engage in. Actually, I'd say at the moment, everybody on this planet engages in, which is managing our emotional state by engaging in various addictions. And one of the biggest aha moments I had was realizing why so many people struggle with dehydration, especially the elderly. And one of my first experiences, you know, firsthand was with this was with my maternal grandmother. And, you know, it was kind of a common, uh, you know, kind of on repeat thing. Every time I came over to visit and my uh, usually I came over with my with my mom and she was like, Mom, speaking to my grandmother. Like you need to drink water. <laughs> It'll help you like not be dizzy and be able to think a little bit better than you do. Um, so that, you know that was you know actually not too uh, 
too long before I actually became a health professional, getting paid for uh, being a health expert. But um, when you think about the critical role that water plays in our lives, it's easy to see why that might be the most powerful way that we can go numb, which is what addictions are all about. So when when I was, you know, went from, you know, being the over-the-counter expert and, you know, knowing exactly which supplement to point you to and um, to actually having the, the confidence to call myself a naturopath and, and do my first consultations, I had kind of figured out, you know, what the, what I thought was the perfect amount of water. Um, and it's based on body weight. So, you know, I weigh about 200 pounds. Um, you might not believe me if I told you a 100-pound person needs to drink the same amount that I do. Um, so the formula that I I suggest as a starting point, because, you know, fast forward, I don't know, say 2007, I started doing consults and saying, you know, this is the, you know, at the very top of every you know, worksheet that I made up for my clients, I would put in their body weight divided by two equals whatever the, that number was. And that's the number of ounces that I wanted my clients to, to gradually build up to. Almost everybody that I did a consult with was not drinking that much water. There were, you know, a couple of exceptions in there. By and large, nobody's drinking enough water. And to make it even more complicated, almost nobody has the right mineral balance in what they eat and drink to actually make that water get easily into the cells of your body. And that as they say, is where the rubber meets the road because you can literally be dehydrated and be drinking a gallon of water a day at 100 pounds. Um, and that is, you know, I can only imagine how frustrating that would feel for somebody to look at themselves in the mirror, mirror and see their dehydrated skin and go, what the why do I look like someone who's dehydrated? Well, the answer is really quite simple. It's because you are dehydrated. The amount of water that you drink doesn't equate hydration at the cellular level. That takes some cellular magic, which cannot happen if you don't have the right balance of minerals. And in nutrition science, um, minerals are the chemical elements on the periodic chart that you may or may not have had to memorize when you were in high school. Um, 
luckily, I, I think that practice stopped a little bit before I went to school. But, um, you know, we uh, we learned about the, you know, the noble gases and the halides and the metals and, you know, the elements that were gaseous at room temperature and those that were liquid at room temperature and those that were whatever. <laughs> um, so take your body weight. Now, my example is, my, you know, I weigh 200 pounds, divide by two. That means I should be drinking 100 ounces of water a day. So a gallon is 128, and that's where I actually started out when I went to see uh, Rick Nightshade out in Marlboro and, and do the 25-day uh, vegan cleanse, though he didn't refer to it as a vegan cleanse. I don't know if anybody used vegan. Maybe I think there probably was, but definitely was not a popular term. Vegetarian was pretty widespread, but... Vegan, not so much. But anyway, on that tw- on that twenty five day cleanse, he wanted us to drink a gallon of water, and that was regardless of how how much you weighed. So you know, talking to different people who did that diet, um, you know, drinking that much water, you know, half at least were like. It's just not physically possible for me to drink that much water. And um, now I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, he was, um, I think, misguided in in, uh, in asking people to do that. But in the end, I think he probably knew that if he told people they had to drink a gallon, that they would at least try to get close to it and would you know, and therefore would actually hit what he knew was a good amount of water for them, um, which is a bit manipulative. And uh, as a goal, <laughs> in my mind, I, I try not to be, uh, you know, sneaky and manipulative and trying to get people to do, you know, telling them they need to jump six feet high when really all you need to do is jump three. You know, I try to avoid that kind of thing. I'm sure I'm not uh, perfect in being uh, completely straightforward, but I do my best. (laughs) So, and then it's like, well, when do you drink all this water? And the, the rhythm that I fell into um, my little uh, computer brain left brain was like well we got 24 hours in the day and I have to drink 100 ounces and then I was like well wait a minute like I'm asleep for 8 and you know I pretty much always wake up thirsty especially if I was hung over <laughs> um, and you know being, being a former alcoholic you know uh, and the one thing I did nice to my body after I abused it was that I would drink a ton of water because I found out that when I drank as much as my body was asking me for, like my headache went away. I was like, oh, that's cool. Sweet. I can even party. <laughs> I can drink even heavier next time because I know I can you know, avoid the headache or at least 
make it go away after I drink some water. Um, so anyway, I was like, well, eight hours of sleep, that's a third of the day. So maybe it would be make sense to drink one third of my water goal first thing in the morning. So when I was doing consultations with people, I would tell them like, well, ask them, I would say, hey, how much water do you drink now when you wake up? And some people would be like, uh, I don't drink any water. I First thing I drink is coffee. <laughs> and then I would explain about how coffee and anything that has caffeine in it acts like a diuretic, which means it actually makes you lose water. Um, so I was like, well, but, you know, the rule of thumb is you start where you are. And then, you know, if for if someone was, you know, 180 plus pounds, I'd say, you know, add a glass a week to what you do in the morning. And if someone was more around 100 pounds, I'd say add, you know, half a glass or four ounces of water to what you're already doing. So, for example, if it was... Uh, a woman who weighed 100 pounds and the first thing she drank was coffee every day, then I would say, well, start drinking four ounces of water before you drink your coffee and do that for a week and then go up to eight ounces before you drink your coffee. And um, I found people who were like much more receptive to that idea and actually followed through on it. Um, much more than if I had, you know, followed my original health mentor's advice of just tell everybody they need to drink a gallon. <laughs> um, and of course, you know, if you weigh 400 pounds, you need to be drinking 200 ounces of water, which is, you know, if if 100 is nearly a gallon, then 200 is nearly four gallons of water. Is that right? No, nearly two gallons. <laughs> Sorry. So if 100 ounces is nearly a gallon, then 200 ounces is nearly two gallons. Um, so, yeah, to me, it just was like ludicrous that I had ever considered the fact that the amount of water you drink shouldn't be um, proportional to how much you weigh. You know, that a 400-pound person should drink a gallon, and so should someone that weighs 100 pounds. Um, but the, so, but the, eh, bleh. <laughs> the next part of the, the water um, rhythm is, I would explain, you know, it's super simple. All you have to do is that whenever you pass urine, Whenever you go to the the water closet or the, you know the outhouse or the tree that <laughs> or behind a bush or whatever it is that you uh, get rid of your uh, your water, just drink another half glass or another glass, and then eventually it's you just because when you're dehydrated your sense of thirst is often confused with 
a sense of hunger. So what a lot of people do when they're dehydrated is they snack. <laughs> and, um, you know, it just maintains a dehydration um, because whenever you put solid food into your stomach, um, your body needs more water to actually complete the digestive process. Um, yeah. So my my little, uh, you know, um, rule keeper mind was, you know, just very frustrated with, you know, most of my clients who, you know, just weren't doing what I was telling them is just, isn't it so obvious? Like, why aren't you doing this? One of my longer term clients who actually uh, called me up one time after I had retired from doing consults and asked me to come by and analyze his latest uh, lab report. And, um, and I was like, so uh, how much water are you drinking? <laughs> and he kind of sheepishly looked back across the, you know, the lunch table from me and was like, um, not what you told me to. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, how's your blood pressure? No, 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 I'm sorry. It was uh, cholesterol was his, uh, was the monkey on his back. And um, he was like, yeah, well, it's better. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, water is kind of the basis of life and every chemical reaction that needs to happen to have your body be well balanced and maintaining systems all in the green. Um they really struggle. The you know the more dehydrated you get, the harder it is for your body to do what it wants to do. And he was like, "Okay." <laughs> um, the next time I saw him, he was um, a lot healthier, which is always very gratifying to see when the results that you promise people actually come to pass. Of course, the tricky part is people doing what you recommend them to do. <laughs> but, you know, the one of the greatest lessons I learned about being a healer, I actually learned from um, Reese Thomas's energy medicine uh, program about, you know, not holding on to expectations. And, uh, it's I'm still not completely there, but hopefully I'm a whole lot closer to to having no expectations or demands of uh, anyone in my life. So the water rhythm, you wake up, you you know if you haven't already achieved, you know the the one third of your total water, based on that you know original formula that I I use, and I still suggest people start there because if I tell you to drink as much water as I drink now, it's not going to go well. So for me, I weigh 200 pounds. I need to drink 100 ounces of water a day. One third of that 
is 33 ounces. So eight ounces in a glass, that's four glasses of water. And then I used to drink a full eight ounce glass every time I, I uh, passed urine. And then I found that it was, it was a bit too much. Like after drinking, you know, four glasses of water and then, you know, it was usually like an hour before I had to use the bathroom and then drinking another glass of water. Like, you know, I was like, ah, it's making me pee basically every hour. And it just wasn't very, um, it didn't flow with the way, you know, the, <laughs> with my, uh, when I, when I, when I started doing something, like I tend to get very, you know, nose to the grindstone, going to get this done. And oftentimes, you know, it would be, you know, two hours, three hours before I lifted my head up and went, oh, I have a body. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit, it's thirsty. And, oh, crap, it's hungry. Like, I haven't had breakfast yet. <laughs> so now I, I mean, I, I drink a um a lot more water than uh, than those four glasses now, but um, I, you know, after I have my morning water, I call it the morning shower, the internal uh, morning shower versus the external of getting into an actual shower. But you know, we have to wash both our outer skin that we all look at every day and the inner skin of the, the mucous membranes, you know, which is your respiratory system, your digestive system, etc. So, you know, what's the saying? Uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. So, if if you want to be clean, you have to use water both externally and internally. If you don't, well, you're going to be a dirty bird. <laughs> and that is up to you. Of course, um, as I, I actually found out one time, I thought I had gotten so clean I didn't have to use deodorant anymore. And this was in between being laid off from my job as an Internet engineer to uh, starting work at the Holistic Health Center. I worked at a warehouse. And... You know, I'd done all this cleansing, and I'd basically become mostly vegetarian. And um, I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I stink anymore. Well, work for, you know, for, you know, fairly hard inside of a fairly hot warehouse. And um, next thing I know, my uh, supervisor was like, we've had some complaints, Scott. <laughs> we need, you know, would you please use deodorant? And of course I was mortified because I had become oblivious to my own, own body odor. But, um, anyway, that ties in. One of the things I love to tell people is that if, you know, whatever waste doesn't leave you through your urine and your bowel movements, is going to leave through your breath and your skin. So, do you want to have a more pleasant body odor? 
Would you like to have more pleasant breath? Well, there's no more powerful thing that you can do than to be properly hydrated. And if, you know, and if you're not putting the water in, you know, the chances of your your cells, your workforce for actually getting that water inside the cell is impossible because you're not putting the water in your body in the first place. <laughs> I mean, you get a certain amount of water by breathing like air that has a high humidity, but um, that's not going to do it. You can try. Let me know if it works for you. So when it comes to mealtime, I, when I, after I'd become well hydrated, both by the amount of water I drank and by balancing out my minerals, I, I noticed that I just wasn't, I didn't need to, to drink anything during a meal, which, you know, when I started telling wait staff that, no, please don't bring me any water, you know, I felt you know, guilty about them wasting, you know, having to wash a glass that I wasn't going to touch and, you know, using the ice and the water. And especially if, you know, they were filtering their water, like hopefully every restaurant does, but we all, all probably know that's not the case. But, um, you know, most of the time, a few minutes later, the waiter or waitress would come over and give me a glass of water because they just could not imagine being able to eat a meal without having something to wash their food down. Well, when you're properly hydrated, you will not need to wash your food down. You might want to rinse your palate so you, you know, <laughs> in between, you know, in between different types of wine you're sampling that night or something. Um, you know, so you get a the full effect of the bouquet, you know, not to encourage alcohol use, but I know there's many of you who, who dearly love your wine and or favorite cocktail or your favorite beers. I know that anything I say is not going to deter you from, from uh, enjoying your favorite beverage. And then I, I was like, okay, well, what I'll do instead of saying, no, I don't want any water is get me give me a glass of water, no ice, and a slice of lemon. And then over time, it slowly dawned on me that it was kind of nice to like, you know, have a little water at the table to swish around my mouth and kind of you know help not have food sticking to my teeth for the next time I smile, you know. And at that point, you know brushing te my teeth immediately after a meal was just like, oh, God, like, you know, only anal retentive geeks, you know, brush and floss after every meal. And, you know, now, 15, 20 years later, guess what Scott does after every meal? He brushes and flosses. <laughs> and um, so drink as little water as you can as you possibly can stand during meals and your digestion will be stronger because, you know, especially in the stomach, you know, the, the stomach is making hydrochloric acid. 
so you can digest the you know, digest proteins. And if if you ever you know took chemistry, whether high school or college, or you might remember playing around with different forms of acid. And um, if you add water to the acid, it's not as powerful. So the more liquid that you drink during a meal, the weaker your stomach acid is going to be, and the you know the the less efficient your digestion is going to be. And B12, which is a very common deficiency across the dietary uh, landscape. You know, it's not only vegans that are deficient in B12. It's everybody. And one of the reasons is because you cannot absorb vitamin B12 unless this compound called an intrinsic factor has a strong enough acid environment to do its job. So anybody that has low stomach acid is going to be a high risk for being B12 deficient, even if you take lots of uh, oral B12, which is why doctors are in the habit of taking 50,000 micrograms of B12 and injecting it into your ass, <laughs> because that does not require, you know, that bypasses the that whole uh, stomach acid intrinsic factor issue. So if you drink, you know, the more liquid you drink, the worse your digestion is going to be, the the worse your absorption of B12 is going to be, and ultimately the absorption of everything. Because digestion is about breaking food down into the basic building blocks so your workforce can go build stuff for you. And the harder that process is, the more you know uh, hurdles or speed bumps you put between uh, your workers and what they want to do, the less repair work they're going to do, which means if you're an athlete, the longer your recovery time is going to be. And when you think about the aging process, really the only thing the aging process is, is a very long recovery process. Basically, one that never, ever recovers completely. And, you know, how much you recover just gets lower and lower the older, the more aged you get. And the better you take care of your body, the slower the aging process is going to be. And I fully believe that when we perfect our, uh, our knowledge and our wisdom about the laws of health, that we will not age after being full grown. That's, you know, everyone I've ever told that to is like instant eye roll. <laughs> like, man, he's Scott is such a nice guy, but he is seriously deluded if he thinks we can live indefinitely. Like, well, 
Everyone has to have an idea, something to aim for. And if you want to aim low and just hope you make it to 80 years of age without needing a walker, well, hey, who am I to set your goals for you? Like, personally, I want to look younger every year from here on out. Um, And, of course, assuming the world doesn't go to shit and um, zombie apocalypse you know, destroy civilization. You know, as long as we have the internet going and I manage to, uh, to thrive, you will know whether I'm full of shit or just, uh, um, a prophet, you know, a man before my time. And of course I hope I'm on the later, the later, the latter. So let's see, water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink. So after eating, you want to give your body as much time as it needs to empty the stomach. And the weaker your stomach acid is, the longer it takes for the valve at the bottom of your stomach to open. So, the better hydrated you are, the less you drink during a meal, the faster the digestion happens in your stomach, which kind of common sense, if if your digestion is faster, that means you're going to have more energy sooner from the food that you eat. That would be nice, wouldn't it? What I've noticed is that right around an hour, you know, plus or minus... 10 minutes, I start to feel thirsty. And like I said, you know, when you're dehydrated, your sense of thirst is not so great. But um, oftentimes people are, you know, wanting to have, you know, coffee or a, a beer, at, you know, after after their food or what have you. And, um, you know, the... the the closer you you start drinking your favorite beverage after your meal, if you don't, you know, if you're going to put a, that'll be another, you know, speed bump in the road for your digestive enzyme crew um, and your acid producing crews. So, you know, they're just going to have to work harder and, you know, depending on how much energy your body has, they may or may not be able to work harder for you. And then you just have really poor digestion and you're going to have gas and bloating and cramping. And it's, it's no fun as I'm sure pretty much everyone has probably experienced some digestive upset at some point in their lives. And if you, the more you follow these simple rules, the less and less that will happen for you. And you'll be able to, you know, you'll have, you know, the so-called cast iron stomach. Um, Nothing will bother you. So about an hour after a meal, then drink, you know, your half a glass, full glass. And I, some, depending on how much I eat, I tend to eat really large meals and then just have two, two large meals a day. So I tend to drink like two glasses of water after a meal now. Um, so 
that's the core about you know how much water do you drink, when do you drink it, um, and of course when you're getting towards the end of the day, if you you know like oh crap like I still need three glasses to meet you know my total water goal for the day, like don't if you do you know like oh just I'll drink those last three glasses right now and then go to bed. Chances are you're going to be waking up two or three times to go pee in the middle of the night. And I don't know. I've, I've tried all kinds of different sleep habits and um, I really like to sleep a solid, at least six hours, if not seven, seven and a half. Um, And, you know, Sometimes I, you know, <laughs> I'm eating, you know, my meal schedules, like I usually eat breakfast at 11, but sometimes I don't eat breakfast until three in the afternoon. And then I'm eating dinner at eight and I'm trying to be in bed at 930. And then inevitably I'm waking up in the middle of the night to pee. And uh, I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> it is what it is. Ultimately, you know, you just do the best you can, and uh, eventually, it's you'll get into a rhythm. And uh, who knows? It may be nothing like um, my, you know, the the rhythm that I just laid down for you guys. Like, I'd be curious to find out, you know, after you've gotten up to your total water goal about uh, what kind of rhythm happened for you. But I, my guess is that it's going to be pretty similar to, to what I do. So the next thing we're going to talk about is like, okay, great. We know how much water we're supposed to drink. We know how, you know, how hard we're supposed to work towards that goal. Um, we know when we should and shouldn't be drinking. The next thing is, well, how do I make sure that the <laughs> all this water I'm going to be drinking is actually going to do my body any good? So I'm going to take a break. I'm going to play Allison's song on the way. And then we'll come back and talk about cellular hydration. There's a baby who's crying. While her mother is lying In her own little world Far away And the pain of rejection Builds the need for affection Too crowded For loving to stay And all that we're wishing for to not hurt anymore And that help Is somewhere A long way It's on the way It's on the way It's on the way
There's a child who is fighting Because reality's frightening Their defense just becomes their attack And their parent is leaving But it's themselves they're deceiving They think they can make them come back And all that we're wishing for Is to not hurt anymore And that help is somewhere along the way On the way It's on the way It's on the way
Okay, I'm back in front of the mic, which reminds me, um, I in the in the show yesterday, I was playing around and uh, uh, called in using my cell phone and unmuted my myself on the switchboard, and then you know walked around outside in the sun, got some vitamin D. Um, but for a good chunk of time, it was at least a couple minutes, I just had the phone on mute. And then when I listened to the show after, uh, you know, the processing had done and it was ready for, for archived streaming, um, I kind of skipped towards that part of the, the show to find out, like, how it sounded, what the audio quality was. And, you know, sure enough, the audio quality on the on the cell phone uh, was definitely uh, noticeably worse than uh, having the you know, direct connect, um, which is yeah pretty high quality. I'm very happy with it. Um, but anyway, I noticed that there wasn't a long, you know, two three minute silence that uh, Blog Talk Radio had automatically magically just deleted that dead air. And I was like, oh, cool. Well, I guess I don't have to worry about, you know, finding some, you know, track that I could put on repeat for, you know, 15 or 20 minutes or half or or more <laughs> um, and just have that playing with the, you know, occasionally reminding people that, hey, if you want Scott back at the mic, like you need to send him a text on his uh on his work phone and uh, he'll come back from, you know, pruning his garden or whatever and come back and talk to you. Um, so, you know, the, I, well, depending on basically <laughs> I can, as you may, if you've listened to uh, the first couple episodes in you know, the first hour of today, you may have noticed that I'm pretty good at, at flapping my gums. I can, I can talk, quite freely without there being anybody there to, uh, you know, be engaged in an actual conversation with. But, um, you know, if I actually have someone to talk to, well, yeah, three hours is going to go by like nothing, which is kind of, I was first thinking like, I'll just do two hours, you know, that'll be enough. And then on weekends, you know, people are more relaxed. They've got more more leeway on how they schedule their day. I'll do three hours on weekends, and now it's like, yeah, I think I just want to have it consistent, so people don't have to think like, is Scott at the mic? Can I just call in right now? All I have to go do is go. Well, it's between twelve noon Eastern and three p.m., so the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> so. If if I um, uh, if if you happen to you know start streaming the show live or call in and all you hear is silence, then you know that is your cue that you need to grab your cell phone and send me a text. And the number to text is a, a Google Voice number, so or you can call if you want and say, "Hey, man." Stop weeding your garden and like come talk to me, and then I'll get the 
the Google Voice notification saying I have a, a new voicemail transcript, and I'll go, ah, okay, Joe or Jane wants me back in front of the mic. Of course, sometimes Google is a bit slow in transcribing voicemail, so really the the bestest way to go is just to send me a text like, get to the mic, please, or something like that. So the number is 508-207-8129. 508-207-8129. And, you know, as I was pondering, you know, this possibility of um, being able to be free from standing in front of my desk for the entire three-hour block, I was like, oh, man, this is... This is the best. I really like this. And then I, you know, played around. I, I figured out that I can request the desktop uh, version of uh, Blog Talk Radio's website on my tablet. So once I turn on data service for this thing, I can literally do this show anywhere that I have solid cell cell phone coverage, which is pretty cool being a, as big of a traveling uh, gypsy as I like to be. So where was I? Water, water everywhere. And your cells may still hate you. <laughs> because you need, what I've discovered is, um, you know, it's commonly accepted that you need a balance of sodium and potassium to efficiently get water into and out of your cells. So the more sodium you have in your diet, the more you know, water will be easily sucked into the cell, but it will have a harder time getting out. So, you know, when water's going in from outside to inside a cell, you're bringing nutrients along with. And when water leaves the cell, you're taking wastes. Of course, that's not completely accurate. I'm sure there's a bit more complication to it than that. But, you know, basically that's what happens. When water is moving into your cell, it's bringing nutrition. And when water is leaving your, your cells, it's taking out the taking out the garbage. So, sodium and potassium. And when we look at the, the data collected nationally, we find that people are getting way too much sodium because when you, it's kind of the cheap and easy way to make food taste good. You know, you have two main main tricks that um, food companies play on you. They add lots of salt and they add lots of sugar. And you do those two things and mm -mm, good. Food is yummy. Even if it's the, you know, worst possible quality produce and worst possible quality um, you know, meat it's they can make it taste amazing. 
and then you add on top of the mo- you know all the modern food science chemical wizardry and they can make you know sawdust taste like a four star meal <laughs> which is you know pretty cool that they've figured out how to how to do that but it's also super sad because the lower quality you know the lower the quality gets of the, of your food those are the raw materials for building and you know rebuilding and repairing your body um you know and the the lower the quality the more poisons are mixed in there so with conventional agriculture you know the more pesticides herbicides fungicides come along for the ride with all those essential nutrients that you would like to have so potassium is a huge huge problem in america well over 90% of americans are not even close to getting the recommended daily intake for potassium which means your water balance is going to be off and when you when potassium is low and sodium is high you retain water so listen up women <laughs> if you don't want that bloated feeling you have to be on top of your potassium and beyond that what i've learned through some very brilliant people the kind of the the guy who you know unlocked you know the the treasure chest is a guy named Walter Russell and if you love biographies and history and you know finding out those unsung heroes that history has forgotten about like Nikola Tesla is probably the most commonly um, known person nowadays like oh yeah he really got screwed over Um, well Walter Russell he wasn't I don't think he ever got screwed over he didn't die penniless like Tesla did but Walter Russell you know he um, had these visions like I think he had them every year for decades Um, and anyway he instead of a periodic chart of rows and columns, he came up with a musical chart of the elements. And from this musical chart, a chiropractor by the name of Richard Olray um, had a a book, kind of co-written, ghost-written, called Minerals for the Genetic Code. And in that book... Dr. Ulrey explained that, you know, each electrical charge has two minerals, two chemical elements that are like the kings and queens. And kings and queens is my terminology. I don't believe he ever used it. But Walter Russell explained that elements are either neutral, female, or male. So potassium is a male element 
its counterpart, the queen, is iodine. And you can think of sodium as the divine child. So you need these three minerals to be to have a chance of actually having water work the way it's supposed to work at the cellular level. So if you don't have the right amount of these three minerals, it doesn't matter how much water you drink. You're, you're going to be dehydrated at the cellular level. So we know we're getting way too much sodium in general, unless you're really working hard to to not, you know, people with high blood pressure, you know, medical doctors say, you know, you need to cut your sodium down. So unless you're one of those people who are really, really trying to reduce your, your salt intake, chances are you are hugely out of balance between the relation, the ratio, the relationship between the amount of sodium you have in your diet and the amount of potassium you have in your diet. The, you know, potassium, super low across the board, you know, well over 90% of Americans are not getting enough. And then iodine is also, it's a worldwide health problem. It's recognized by the United Nations World Health Organization as being a global deficiency problem. And I, as I've mentioned that, you know, the Okinawans, who are one of the blue zone, longest lived, healthiest people in the world, are getting a thousand times what uh, the U.S. government tells you is the recommended daily intake for iodine. So in America, 150 micrograms. Traditional Okinawan diet, who have more hundred-year-olds than any other place on the planet, they take 200,000 micrograms of iodine via their, their diet of seafood. Um, seafood and, um, but it's primarily the seafood being seaweed. Uh, they don't eat a whole lot of fish. They don't eat a whole lot of meat. It's, you know, mostly a vegan diet. But um, maybe, I don't know, maybe they do more eggs and stuff than I realize. But as far as I know, this, the staple of their diet is is uh, sweet potato. And, um, you know, they, the only way you can get that much iodine in your body is by eating, you know, the brown seaweeds that are the highest in iodine content. There are a lot of, the, a lot of other seaweeds that, like Dr. Greger of nutritionfacts.org recommends that you eat the low iodine seaweeds because he's afraid of too much iodine, which is puzzling to me because he seems to be such a smart guy that I it surprises me that he misses the the fact that Okinawa gets tons of high iodine content seaweed and they live very healthy lives. So one of the stories I had to tell about iodine, I had a very obese husband and wife come into the Holistic Health Center, which, by the way, is closed. I don't know if I'd mentioned that before. Um, 
but I had a husband and wife come in and um, they were basically an open book that, you know, blank. They were just like, share with us your wisdom, almighty one. <laughs> At least that's what they said in my head. Um, so, um, you know, I, I walked him through the routine. I showed him the, um, are you covering the basics flyer? Uh, it's a two-page two flyer I'd made. It's actually available on my website. Um, it's a little bit hard to, to find. Eventually, I'm going to you know, use Wix or something to make a prettier, more easy-to-navigate website. But um, showed him the you know the basics, gave him the explanation, you know, of why I came up with this thing. Showed them I had a whole shelf just dedicated to um, these core supplements that I recommended. And um, they were like, sweet, well, we don't have enough money to buy, you know, these six, seven things. But we're going to get that bag of salt, which is $12. And we sold... Um, well, we actually we sold a few different, but um, Celtic sea salt was. It actually still is my favorite. I like its taste better than a couple of the others I've tried. But so they bought a bag of of salt and um, you know unrefined salt, which by the way, uh, natural salt has almost zero iodine in it, which is what is used. Um, not natural salt, but refined salt without iodine is what's used in processed foods. So you're like, well, if people are getting all this salt in their processed foods, then um, yeah, their iodine should iodine intake should be fairly good. Well, they don't use iodized salt, so no. And then they also bought um, the middle strength iodine, which was a which is a 600 microgram drop made by a company called Heritage. Uh, Heritage Atomidine, Atom, I-D-I-N-E. And that 600 micrograms per drop was developed from a reading from the sleeping prophet Edgar Casey. And I went through and looked at um, some of, I didn't exhaustively look through the, you know, the readings he did. Um, but it seemed like his, you know, the, the spirits that were coming through him recommended just one drop a day, and that was it. Um, but from what I'd learned from you know, medical doctors like Dr. Brownstein, Dr. Fletchis, um, Dr. Miller, it was very clear to me that... Um, milligram amounts and even you know 200 milligrams is really the sweet spot um, because after all if if those Okinawans can be healthy and live to 110 how would that be possible if 200 milligrams or 200 you know which is 200,000 micrograms how could how bad could it possibly be um, so they went away with $12 bag of Celtic sea salt and a, I think, $18 bottle of Atomidine. And I think the, the bottle of, of Atomidine was like, 
600 and I forget. It was over, I think over 600 drops, 600 servings in the bottle. So, you know, that's almost two years of iodine if you only take 600 micrograms. And if you listen to uh, the first show, I told about my experience of going on this vegan cleanse for 25 days and taking 400 micrograms a day and how amazing I felt taking only 400 micrograms, which is, you know, triple RDI. So let's see, I need a sip of water. So this couple came back in. I don't really remember how long it was, but I guess maybe four four weeks, six weeks, or something like that. And they were just smiling. Like I think I was in the back room, like putting together a um, a shipment for somebody who uh, lived far away. We sh- we shipped all over the all over the country. We I remember shipping a package to China one time for a French client who was going to China for a year abroad for school and not a whole lot of international clients, but we had a few. Anyway, they came back in. I came come out from from the shipping room and look in and hear these two smiling people walking towards me. And they were just, you know, very thankful and they were like but you know something weird like ever since we started taking this iodine like we have been peeing like crazy we have lost so much water weight that it's freaking us out a little bit which is why we're here (laughs) and um and i was like huh fascinating like you know, it's like I knew that you know iodine was going to be uh, make the water balance situation better, but I guess I'd never like followed that thought through to think of that it might cause people to uh, have to pee more often, and that it would actually help people get rid of excess water weight that they've been carrying around for who knows how long. And then I had like this. Hmm. I remember when uh, Skip's, you know, Skip Snow, my naturopathic mentor, had told me about the Atkins diet, and that the reason why people were, you know, quote unquote, successful with the Atkins diet, because when you eat such a high amount of protein, it's, you know, it, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think he, he, I don't know if he called it the dirty fuel that, you know, it needs more water to, you know, clean up afterwards, or if I came up with that, or, you know, how exactly he explained it. But he did say that when people go on Atkins or um, keto nowadays, uh, that, you know, the, the reason why they're so attractive is because people lose so much weight so quickly but the weight that they're losing is water weight. And eating that much protein 
especially if it's animal-based protein, is extremely you know, toxic. Um, maybe extreme is extreme. <laughs> but um, it's, it's definitely a load. Uh, it's an extra amount of work that your body has to do to clean up after. So I was after that that couple came in, and I was like, probably long after. I won't. It you know, it's like how did I have this thought many times and forget it many times? Or, but it seemed to me my memory of having that insight that you know we could uh, get people on a on a healthy you know. Not not a diet, but a lifestyle, you know, a permanent shift in the way that we deal with the most important nutrient, which is water. And the struggles that people go through with weight loss, I mean, they're they're legend. They're overwhelming about how much people struggle with with excess weight. And it's, I'll have to do, well, I guess I've got almost two hours left. I could probably do that, but I don't know. I think I'll dedicate the next show to uh, to talking about, you know, my perspective about why it is that we have an obesity epidemic in this country and every other country that's followed our eating habits. Um, so, yeah, it's, that's, you know, it's probably one of the, you know, the simplest things that you can do in your life and it'll make a dramatic improvement. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've said before on the show is that w- I, you know, I was like, why aren't people being, why aren't people more compliant? Why aren't people changing? Why am I not taking my own advice? (laughs) I realized that, you know, having a poor diet and poor lifestyle is really an addictive behavior. It's a addictive behavior pattern. We, we use our poor hydration, you know, our poor, our poor water habits, our poor breathing habits, our poor food choices, our, you know, tendency towards couch potato, king and queen um, habits. Um, it's, a, it, you know, those are addictive behaviors because the less healthy we are, the less of our emotions we actually feel. And face it, I mean, especially now with this pandemic scare going on, you know, we don't like to feel uncomfortable feelings. And that's pretty much anywhere in the world. But I think America um, is definitely number one in this uh, particular achievement. Um, I think we are the wealthiest and numbest people on the planet. And if you, when you start taking iodine and, and eating foods that are higher in potassium, and drinking, you know, an appropriate amount of water for your body weight, 
you are going to be way, way more sensitive to your emotional state. And you, most likely, it's been my personal experience that, um, I, you know, you self-sabotage, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you know, or unconsciously. It's just the world is overwhelming when you're numb. So, you know, oh, my God, you, you know, you, the healthier I get, the more sensitive I'm going to get. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> we'll take a pass on that. And that's that's why I've, you know, I've uh, hit a brick wall with people when, when I start to talk about, you know, addiction and, you know, why it is we have, we, we make all these horrible lifestyle choices. And, you know, the shields go up, the eyes glaze over, you know, the fronts, turn into a you know <laughs> to the backs and I see people walking away um, and that's really you know one of the big reasons why oh one of the justifications I used for not doing this radio show before now because back in 2010 when I created this blog talk radio account I, you know, certainly my level of understanding has deepened in the last 10 years, but all the basics that I've been talking about, I had. You know, I had 10 years ago. And most of them I had you know, 16 years ago because I went through a crash course in learning when even before I started working at the Holistic Health Center with, uh, with Skip Snow. He'd sent me home with like a dozen of his uh, cassette tapes that he'd recorded. Uh, you, you know, he would oftentimes you know dedicate a show to a specific health issue. So he's like, "Yeah, take these home, study them, come back next Saturday, tell me what you learned. You know, rinse and repeat." And you know, it was I think five or six months before I actually started working one day a week. So I was um, working at the warehouse uh, five or six days a week and then working at um, at the Holistic Center one day a week. And uh, I was like, man, you know, I don't, you know, I'm living in my mom's basement. Like all I need to like pay my, you know, my car insurance and my cell phone bill and, you know, my own food and stuff is like, I just need one more day. Like, how about we open up on Sundays? So I'd work Saturday and Sunday. And then I'll have enough money that I can just quit the you know five days a, a week during the, the weekdays at the warehouse. So he, he knew that, you know, Sundays is a dead day for a, a vitamin store. Um, but he humored me. He had, I guess, enough of a financial pad that, He'd give it another try. And he was right. It really wasn't worth staying open on Sunday. But it wasn't you know, too long after that that he, he, he brought me in uh, you know, three days a week, then four. And then I was you know, pretty much working six days a week, you know, 12, 14, 16 hours a day sometimes. 
So, yeah, that's, um, I, I don't know, it, it's been really in my face about, um, you know, one of my friends that I went through energy medicine school um, asked on our little private Facebook group, you know, how, how's everyone dealing with, with this uh, pandemic? And um, it's, you know, it's been really hard because I know that it's all completely 100% unnecessary if somebody, <laughs> you know, and of course I'm, I feel guilty and, and shamed for not being that somebody had gotten up and done, you know, a nationally available. And of course this internet platform is internationally available and just laying out like how easy it is to have an impenetrable immune system. And how easy it is to never, ever get cancer. And how easy it is to never, ever get fill-in-the-blank disease. So I, it's it's with a, a heavy heart that I kind of take this, um, this tangent away from, from the water subject, but... Yeah, I, f- I feel the, you know, I feel the responsibility you know, with the same, you know, in the this my favorite comic uh, cartoon when I was growing up was Spider-Man, and uh, the when the Spider-Man movies came out and you know were such huge box office smashes, like my my <laughs> my teenage geek self who just loved Spider-Man was like, oh yeah, now it's cool to like Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the late 80s, late 70s, uh, it wasn't so cool. Um, anyway, with great power comes great responsibility. And where does power come from? Power comes from knowing more truth. And if, as they say, health is the greatest wealth, and you know what good is money what good is power you know what good is political power if you, you know your body's falling apart like eventually you know you're not going to be enjoying anything very much so from that perspective the knowledge about how to be healthy is the absolute most powerful truth that you could know and i learned it and I didn't share it as much. I mean, I you know, I worked worked my ass off at that holistic center, and you know that was very gratifying. I felt really good about that. But after I put my naturopathic consulting you know, practice on on hold in 2000, it was really like 2011. Um, I still did a little bit in 2012, but 
at that point, I was actually driving a taxi cab to pay my bills. And um, in the end, I, um, you know, my, the financial stars aligned, and you know, I came into a, a big surplus, and was able to move down to North Carolina into the you know the mountains north of Asheville, and to write a book about it because I was like. Part of me was like, well, if I'm going to be able, you know, if I write a book, the process of writing the book will force me to really find really, you know, very elegant ways to explain what I know. And, of course, that that is absolutely true. So, you know, it took me three years, you know, part of a good, you know, two years of that time, I was trying to write the kitchen sink, you know, everything but the kitchen sink um, type of a health book. And then the last year I was just like, oh man, I can't do this anymore. Like I've got 120 pages written and it's going to be three or 400 and I just don't have the strength to, to do it. So I, started from scratch page one <laughs> and eventually came out with the ultimate scavenger hunt. Um, so when I, when I finally published that and it was like April, I think it was April of 2015. And of course I was super nervous. And uh, I think I said in the first episode, I, I must've made you know 20 edits to it in the first couple of months. But even after I was pretty comfortable with it, like the normal thing to do when you write a book is to go on, do a book tour or, you know, nowadays it's like, well, you don't have to travel anywhere. You just, you know, get interviewed by people who are doing podcasts and, you know, having Zoom meetings that they post up on, on YouTube or, and I, I never did any of that, like, But what I was doing to stop beating myself up is that I was actually walking my walk and, you know, being consistent with, you know, the most important lifestyle uh, choices and, you know, paying attention to my emotions and feeling them. And that is the hardest thing. And ultimately, you know, all of our bad bad habits are addictions. And that's the whole purpose. That's that's why we engage them. So we don't have to feel our our sadness. So we don't have to feel our fear. And you know, for you know, it's more of a of, of a feminine problem than for for men, but, you know, a lot of women, you know, it's extremely uncomfortable for them to feel anger. So they numb out. They just go into denial. It's like, oh, no, everything's fine in my world. You know, I am grateful for every day and, you know, I'm, I'm fulfilled by what I do in life. And But when you... You know, when you look at their uh, their vital signs, you know their body tells a different story. 
so that's what I've been doing, you know, since finishing the ultimate scavenger hunt is is meditating on my heart. And, uh, you know, when I made the decision on Tuesday, or was it, yeah, Tuesday morning, to go ahead and, and purchase, you know, the, the best package here on Blog Talk Radio so I, there would be no advertisements put in and that I could have, a, you know, the, the, the maximum amount of time to engage with uh, all you curious people out there who so far haven't found me. <laughs> but I know that if, if, if I'm consistent that, you know, what, what's the, uh, the field of dreams, build it and they will come. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that, isn't it? I think everyone knows that, but. So we're about halfway through. We've got an hour and 30 minutes, and I'm going to take a break and figure out what I want to talk about next. Maybe there's a bit more I can talk about for water, water balance, but at the moment... I can't think of it, anything that I really want to talk more about as far as water is concerned. But who knows? Maybe something will flash through my little cranium between now and the end of this next song. So let's play. Seeing that it's a rainy day here in Massachusetts. Through the rain. Everything I wish for, everything I dream of, is nothing if I can't share it with you. I could save you from your fears, whisk them all away. I'd make any sacrifice necessary. I don't want to see you suffer something deep inside. I want to shine the light of hope into your darkest night. Though my candle burn it, it's up to you to see. Darling, only you can set yourself free. Don't point my being there. 
All right, I am back. But no, uh, I am not any more enlightened about where to go next than I was before uh, Allison's lovely, uh, lovely song. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play around with Blog Talk Radio's platform and see if I can break it. I um, I'm going to yeah I'm going to disconnect from the Direct Connect and um. Well, there is a chance, if I do that, that the show will just end, and that will be the end of it. And as far as I know, once you've done a show, regardless of how long it is, that's that's it for the day. But I would think a, there's a good chance that they're um, more forgiving than that. So assuming the show doesn't immediately end, I'm going to call in using the host call-in number, which should work since I'm not connected um, to the, you know, to the host direct connect. Um, And I may or may not do any more talking after this experiment. I may just put my mic on hold, go about my merry way, do some spring cleaning and, um, wait for someone to uh, send me a text and say, hey, come back to the mic. Like, I want to talk to you. <laughs> but um, if if that happens, I'll be super excited to, uh, to have my first live call-in guest on the show. And uh, if it doesn't happen, then I'll get some more cleaning done. So... I'm going to put this mic on mute, disconnect, and maybe I'll um, still have a show going after this, and maybe I won't. We'll find out. Well, cool. So once I told it to end the call, it said, do you want to end the show or do you want to continue? So I click continue, and the show did go on (laughs) and uh, that is pretty nice I am very happy with blog talk radio for for their work and making that happen so now I'm gonna mute up and put on my Bluetooth headset I'm on Bluetooth and Bluetoothed up and let's see if I can get into the studio switchboard from my tablet and queue up a song. 
Studio. That did not work. There we go. Please upgrade your browser. Blog Talk Radio does not like Safari. So let us play Really Doesn't Matter from my tablet and see if it actually works. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter at all. Lost inside, but you just don't know why. And asking people to help you find what it is that you just can't find. And you try so hard to fit in, you don't know why you need to. And you feel like everything is wrong when the people see you. And you can't realize that the thing that you have is already there. And the people you try to impress, they know who you are and they don't care because they can see the light that shines from. And all you have to do is be yourself And that's all you have to do i 
You have reached Scott's voicemail. If you would like a call back, please leave a message. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. We didn't get your message either because you were not speaking or because of a bad connection. To disconnect, press 1. To interesting. For a minute I thought I wasn't going to be able to get back into the show with the Direct Connect, but I realized the the window was hidden behind the browsers. So mission accomplished. So all we need to do now is turn on add my tablet to the data plan and I can do this show from anywhere which is super cool of course the quality won't be what I if only you could do well actually maybe I'll be able to figure out a way to do uh, the direct connect looks like Safari is not up to the task but uh, I'll have to give that a try. Huh. This is going to be the experimental episode. So if you're um, <laughs> wondering if there's going to be any more revelations of uh, how easy it is to achieve better health, um, 
there isn't likely to be any unless somebody calls in. I think I'm going to spend the rest of the show time today seeing what else I can figure out, how I can uh, make, you know, how many different features of Block Talk Radio I can, uh, I can figure out how to use. Okay, so it looks like I am connected using Skype. All righty then. I tried to use the Direct Connect on my tablet on four different browsers, including Safari, and that is a no-go, which is unfortunate. And I actually searched for uh, a blog talk radio app in the uh, Apple App Store, I think it was either yesterday or Tuesday, and did not find one. Which, you know, and I know, you know, one of the reasons why I didn't, wasn't excited anyway about uh, starting a blog talk radio show you know, 10 years ago was because I hated the audio quality. And, um, you know, of course, reality is that that was just an excuse to stay safe and hidden from the public view and not putting myself out there to, uh, you know, be criticized and called uh, all sorts of names from, you know, especially nowadays thinking about you know the reaction that the coronavirus has uh, generated in people. You know, mainstream media and social platforms are actively censoring what they consider to be fake news. You know, in vi- in in violation of their community standards, um, and of course, my you know pretty much my entire worldview is in violation of their community standards because, uh, you know, there's very little that I agree on as far as things that really matter. Like there's tons of stuff that, you know, me and every other person in America can pretty much see eye to eye on. But, uh, you know, when it comes to health, religion, and politics, I don't overlap with hardly anybody. At least not on all three. So let's see. What else can I do here? I'm going to think about it on mute. Oh, and a reminder, (laughs) whenever I'm on mute, and usually, of course, when I'm going to be on mute, I'm not going to be messing around with uh, the blog talk radio platform because hopefully I'll have all the ins and outs figured out by the end of uh, this call today. But, you know, in the future, if you have uh, listened, you know, started listening live to the 
to the live stream or called in and are listening to the live stream over your telephone, because that's one of the, the beauties of this platform is like you don't need to have Internet access to join the conversation here at Come Talk Health. All you need is one bar. Of course, I'd prefer you had three or four. <laughs> but, uh, you know, all you need is is a basic cellular service. You don't even need, you know, you don't need 4G or 3G or or any data whatsoever. All you need to do is be able to make a phone call, which... <clears throat> also applies to me as a host, which uh, I'm very grateful for, that I can be uh, free to roam the country. And uh, I know now through my playing around that I can you know, run the switchboard using my lap, um, using my tablet, even though its browsers are not sophisticated enough to do the direct connect and have the high quality audio that I so much enjoy, but at least I can run the switchboard um, and I can call in on my cell phone and I'll just have to make sure that I have, you know, preferably four bars before, uh, you know, find a spot in my travels where I have a solid four bars and then, you know, start the radio show from wherever that happens to be. I don't think I've shared much, but uh, I love to drive. And uh, while I was in the Army, I I did a couple of cross-country trips um, from, let's see, the first one I did was Central Coast of California to... Uh, Fort Gordon, Georgia, which is near the city of Augusta. Then I drove, well, while there, um, drove up to Pennsylvania to uh, have a drunken weekend with one of my best Army buddies. Then drove back to California before going to Korea for a year. And then after Korea, drove all the way, well, drove to Memphis, Tennessee to say goodbye to my six-month-long wife. <laughs> we had dated for um, a couple of years before that, but uh, yeah, we dated for, I think it was a year. She got orders for Turkey. Uh, she was stationed at Sinop, Turkey, and when she came back from Turkey, I got orders for Korea, so during that overlap, we went down to El Paso, Texas, and got married. So anyway, on the way back from Korea, I drove down to Memphis, Tennessee to visit my uh, former wife, and then drove up to uh, <laughs> drove up to Fort Meade, Maryland. I was supposed to go to um, Fort Belvoir. That's where my uh, where the Department of the Army thought I was going, but I had other plans. And uh, I was super happy to find out that you can ignore our, ignore your orders in the Army if you just happen to know the right people who want your skills. <laughs> so that was the extent of my driving up until about eight years ago. 
and I really missed it because I just love, you know, seeing what's happening in the rest of the country and seeing how the rest of the, you know, how other people live. And I love, you know, it, I don't do it all the time, but I, you know, it's very uh, common thing for me to pitch up, pick up a hitchhiker. And uh, I love, you know, love the opportunity to, to chat people up and find out why they're doing this crazy thing that almost nobody does anymore. Um, used to be fairly common for people to be hitchhiking, but uh, see it less and less. Anyway, um, yeah, in the last eight years, I have probably done th- at least 30 cross-country trips, zigzagging all around, and um, I, I absolutely adore it. So I can take this show on the road, and um, that really makes me happy. So uh, let's see. Is there anything else I can mess with here? I've done Direct Connect. I've done Skype. Oh, I want to see if I can do Skype from either my iPhone or from my tablet. I have, I'm, I don't know. I'm not optimistic, but I expect that if I can do that, that'll be the best option is that I can do do Skype when I'm on the road. But let's see if it works. Ha <laughs> magic. So I am calling into the show now using Skype on my iPad. That is super cool. So now if I have the uh, switchboard, they call it. I don't remember. Anyway, let's play. How much time do we get left? 39 minutes. Let's play. Let's see. Don't have a whole lot of song juice from my play. I don't think I've played I'm Gonna Find You today. Let's play that. Don't you go far 
gonna find you wherever I be. Yes, I'm gonna find you, even if it takes a lifetime too. I'm gonna find you wherever I be. Cause somewhere there's somebody looking for someone just like. show from the iPad, and most likely, I can also do the entire show from the iPhone, but I have not called using Skype from the iPhone yet, 
make sure that I went. What better time than the present? Since I already promised I wasn't going to talk anything about health for the remainder of the show, unless somebody calls in. If you're feeling chatty, you got 31 minutes left. So let's see. I'm going to disconnect. So it looks like I am connected via Skype over my iPhone for the win. So the last thing is to play around with the studio controls on the browser on the iPhone. And I will be 100% confident that I can do this show even if I drop my one of my devices in the water, of course, if they both get um, submerged, I will uh, be out of luck until I buy another one anyway. Let's see. What to play? Everything I dream of is nothing if I can't share it with you. I could save you from your fears, with them all away. I'd make any sacrifice necessary. I don't want to see you suffer something deep inside. I want to shine a light of hope into your darkest night. Though my candle's burning, it's up to you to see. Darling, only you can set yourself free.
All right. Well, I am pretty satisfied with Black Talk Radio. I was kind of like, oh, man, like, what did I do? <laughs> why didn't I pay month to month? I'm like, well, you know why you didn't pay month to month, is you wanted to save $500. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was like, I might not like it. But I must say, after three days, I um, don't really have any concerns other than, like, I, I noticed when I was poking around on on their uh, homepage and clicking through categories and, you know, what's, what they have um, listed as being happening right now and what's live and even what shows exist in the health category, I could not find, you know, this show. I couldn't find Come Talk Health. And so anyway, uh, that's will be nice to have that ironed out, but obviously it's doable because there are other uh, blog talk radio shows that are being listed. So it's just a matter of figuring out why I don't qualify. <laughs> maybe I, maybe it, I, my show just slipped through a crack somewhere in their, their procedures of, uh, I don't know, or maybe I, you know, because I've been inactive for 10 years, I somehow got, you know, a flag put on my account as like, oh, well, you don't really have to pay attention to this because... It's been you know, 3,650 days, and the guy hasn't done a single <laughs> hasn't done a single show. So, but I did see a place where I could submit my show to be highlighted. So I went ahead and clicked that button and filled out how the information they wanted, and uh, was disappointed that I didn't immediately receive a confirmation email saying, oh, we got, you know, just to let you know, we got your request to be highlighted. We're working on it. We'll let you know what we decide. But I I got nothing. At least if I did get something, I must have been half asleep and I don't remember it. But anyway, um, this, I, I am currently laying back in my moon pod, which is a new uh, evolution of the beanbag chair. And I loved beanbag chairs back in the 70s. I thought they were, they were the shit. <laughs> of course, I loved jumping into them, and there was more than one occasion where uh, <laughs> those tiny little styrofoam balls went everywhere and of course with static electricity they're quite a pain in the ass to clean but anyway this um, they use something different in, the, in their you know, little you know it, fluffy plastic beads or whatever they make, make this stuff out of I don't know but I'm really loving it but anyway, I this is kind of a note to self was <laughs> say hey, we this is to say that this is using Skype on my iPhone. It's 
So how is the quality? And hopefully it'll be very close to the Direct Connect using my trusty uh, desktop machine and it's Yeti, uh, Yeti Blue, I think it is, which I've been quite happy with. If you're looking for a good quality mic for, I think I paid 90, yeah, 90 bucks for it and uh, been quite happy with it. I got a, someone had made a, um, found a video, you know, articles talking about, well, you really should get a, a pop, I think they call it a pop filter. Um, so when you say peas and pizza and paparazzi, <laughs> that, um, you know, you won't have a massive pop, pop, pop sounds when you say the those consonants. So I, I think I did, you know, as often do, this first place I go nowadays, instead of going to Google or Bing or DuckDuckGo, I, um, I just go to YouTube and did a search, and someone had a video showing how they had taken this uh, pop filter and connected it to their Yeti microphone, and then poked around some more and found an even simpler way to attach it without actually, you know, I think the first guy I watched, he had taken a drill <laughs> and drilled a hole to mount it. And then I found this other guy who would like, no, you don't need any any power tools. You just need to connect it like this. And I was like, oh, that's, that's way better. I am not, well, it's just a matter of never having wanted to be a you know, quote unquote, handyman. <laughs> but um, anyway, I digress. This was really just a quality check. We got 16 minutes left to the end of the third hour. And of course, my track I play for the end of the show is. Five minutes and 16 seconds. Yesterday, I I didn't get it started before, before, you know, until there was like only four minutes left in the show. And I was like, oh, man. That beautiful song got cut off before it was, you know, before it was even, I wouldn't have minded so much if it would, had gotten to the, to the fade out, but had a whole minute left to go at least. So uh, let's see if I can have enough attention on the on the clock up there to play the entirety of Dreams Come True. But I'm going to go ahead and mute. So the magic of uh, auto-delete of dead air um, will make it so the, the next thing you'll hear after I actually mute the microphone is uh, Dreams Come True by Allison David. But if there is a burning question out there somewhere, send me a text. 
on 508-207-8129, and I will come back to the mic. Oh, uh, less than two minutes to go. I guess we'll uh, we'll skip the uh, dreams come true today. I was uh, filling out a Airbnb review. I went to uh, Nahant. Massachusetts for a understanding of music workshop put on by Duncan Lorian and uh, facilitated, you know, organized by his lovely wife, Sally. And uh, I got an Airbnb so I didn't have to travel back and forth between Framingham and the Hant and stayed at lovely little place in Swampscott. So I, I only had I had a reminder saying, you know, last chance to write a review. And uh, she was a, uh, Rochelle was a lovely host. I was involved in singing her praises and uh, did not look up in time to start our outro. But that is the end of our broadcast day, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, March 19th, 2020. Until next time.